Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be here coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. Today is July 5th, 2021, and I hope you had a great Independence Day, everyone. We have a couple updates before we get started. We have a brand new sponsor, Buck Naked Onions, everyone, and Owyhee Produce. So get ready and stay tuned for some dynamite content from the onion community. Also, don't forget to register for the Produce Industry Podcast Virtual Networking Hour, July 21st, 2021, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. We are going to have Come Meet a Retailer Night, everyone. That's right, Jeff Cady, the Director of Produce and Floral at Topps Markets. So be sure to register before slots run out. Today, we have two fantastic guests on the line today, one you already know and one we are going to learn more about. Introducing Paul Mikesell, who is the CEO and founder of Carbon Robotics. Now, Carbon Robotics is an autonomous weeder leveraging robotics, artificial intelligence, and laser technology. Co-founded by Shay Myers, the agripreneur in the produce and supply chain industry, these two guys are really taking the next step to win the war on weeds. I'm really excited to have a lot more guests coming on the show for 2021 and 2022, bringing on sponsors like Buck Naked Onions and Hawaii Produce. Heck, Flavorway Fresh, Terra Exports, Ag Tools, Indianapolis Fruit Company, John Green Logistics, and Noble Citrus. All of these sponsors bring dynamite content and helping grow our industry together. So without further ado, let's jump right into this interview and get chatting with Paul and Shay. Hey, Paul. Hey, Shay. Welcome to the show today. Hi, Patrick. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us here. For sure. Well, listen, I always like to start things off and and really talk about how we met. Relationships is key in the produce and supply chain industry. Heck, Shay and I have done an episode, episode four, I believe. And then Shay was on another episode uh, about the Farmers to Families Box Program in 2020. And, you know, then obviously seeing Shay at the West Coast Produce Expo, um, we were on the podcast again. So it's about relationships, everyone. And, and Paul, that's kind of how we got connected is, you know, we were sitting at dinner at the West Coast Produce Expo and Shay got out his phone because you want to see something cool. And of course, you got a, a citrus grower, you know, logistics broker, a fresh cut processor. What do we all say, Paul? We're like, yeah, I mean, yeah, we want to see something cool. And, you know, Shay uh, showed us some of the videos of the autonomous weeder and yeah. got the wheels turning, man. I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. You know, uh, this, I had all these questions right off the bat. If you, you know, Shay's nodding his head because it's like right off the bat, I was like, is it this? Is it this? Is it this? And Shay's like, what do you think? And I'm like, this is an awesome product. And I think it's great that there's technology like this coming out in the industry. Um, obviously, it's helping labor. It's helping costs, right? All of the above. And one, I'm just, I'm just happy to have you here, Paul, Shay. So both of you guys, just th- thanks so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, you bet. So let's start here. Why in the heck did you decide that you were going to build this, this machinery? Tell us a little bit about yourself and why you, you, you thought about this with Shay. Yeah, you're right. My background is, is primarily software, you know, some hardware. I've been working in UAVs and robotics and stuff like that. But my background is definitely software. And I had been spending a lot of time over the last uh, several years really focusing on computer vision and how computers are able to see things in, in a pretty revolutionary fashion through the use of AI over the last five years or so. Um, things have really progressed at amazing speed. 
And I wanted to figure out how do we take the ability, the relatively newfound ability for computers to actually be able to do object detection and differentiate what they're seeing and take that capability and apply it to something more real world. Uh, so there's a lot of applications out there that I'll use AI to try and figure out in your social network who else might be in the picture with you, things of that nature. Or, you know, they use this for surveillance, for surveillance a lot to look at these cameras and try and figure out what, you know, what people are, are doing. Um, and some of that stuff's controversial, but we decided, you know what, I bet we could take this technology and do some more important real world work um, on the farm, because really what's more important than the way we grow our food. That's one of the most fundamental activities that we do. 100%. So we became friends with Shay and went out there and I was blown away by not just how much was going on out there at Shay's farm and why he produced, but how receptive and open and innovative farmers really were to new technologies and things that could help them as long as there was a good dollar ROI that made sense. And that was what really got me excited was seeing that, that, that kind of uh, direction and openness and willingness to try th new things, but really have a good cost model in mind. I was really excited by that. Well, I think that's pretty cool too, because if you look at all three of those factors that you just talked about, which was you're, you're leveraging what the robotics, the AI mm -hmm. and the laser technology. I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> Shay, I mean, let's be, I mean, I would say, let's be real because like, it is hard to convince a grower. You start talking like that to a grower and if you're, if you're not their friend, right, it, it's, it's a hard conversation. And I think that our industry is starting to see and you really feel the labor challenges, right? I, especially in 2020. Uh, so I think the innovation within the tech space is going to be allowed more into the industry. And especially with guys, um, well, I say younger, but you know, it's, it's hard to say that now, but guys like us, right. That are in our, our mids, I'm gonna call it mids, right? You know, there's highs, there's mids and there's lows, gents. So we're going to be the mids right now. Um, you know, I think that we're open to that. We're open to the technology. We're open to using artificial intelligence Heck, I remember um, my family comes from farming and, you know, sending the field gal to the farms every single day, you know, to check the field. I mean, these are things that we still do today, uh, but drone technology is, you know, with, with 100 uh, weight payloads, they're able to bring samples, they're able to check water. And I think that, you know, organizations are really starting to see the benefit of things like this, right? I mean, Shay, coming from a growing pack and shipping family, generations in the industry, you go back 20 years, you'd probably be like, whoa, no lasers on my farm today. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they wouldn't have existed, I mean, in True. that aspect anyway. But I think it was just about, you, you talked about the labor constraints. It's more that, like, I think it's becoming so acute that there's there's things that um, even, even without an ROI um, that we look at where we can't fill roles and positions. And weeding is getting to be one of those. It's not there yet where you can't find the labor to do it. Um, you know, I mean, I, I use this, uh, this comparison sometimes, you know, you can still plow a field, um, with a, with a horse and a one bottom plow, but nobody does it. Um, and it is because it's not effective and because you can't find the people to, uh, you yeah. know, that still have the, the horse and the plow. Um, and, and we're, we're finding a lot of things within agriculture that are, are going in that same direction. Yeah, very true. Um, now I will throw out to my, one of my buddies in Wisconsin, I, some of the Amish still might have the plow. I'm telling you, when I was there, I still saw, I still saw the horse and buggy. So like maybe some do, but I agree, you know, um, 10 years ago, right. You're right. There wouldn't be lasers in this space. I mean, because it wasn't invented, right. It was two, two of you gentlemen getting together and thinking how um, can we uh, really, 
win the war on weeds, right? It says it right on your your website mm-hmm. too. It's like there is a war going on, everybody, and it, it's on weeds, right? I mean, I mean, you look at any garden, any yard, any grow, any crop, right? Especially an organic crop. And I remember, I remember sitting at dinner, Paul, with with Shay, and this was one of my first questions. I was like, "So no sprays?" And he's like, "No, no, no, no sprays." And I was like, "So does that make your crop organic?" Our what we do is we use we use a lot of interesting. Uh, optics to control these laser beams and we are able to target these weeds destroy them thermally so there's no herbicides in our machine um the uh the weeds just wind up getting evaporated so that means that um what we're there's a couple things we're not doing we're not using herbicides we're not uh tilling the soil we're not cultivating we're not disturbing that top layer of the nutrient-rich soil which um by not not tilling, not cultivating, um, we allow the natural structures of the soil to remain intact so that better you get a lot better water absorption, prevents runoff. Um, the soil is, when you allow it to settle like that, it prevents things like wind erosion and stuff like that. So no soil disturbance is an important aspect of what we're doing. And because we actually wind up annihilating these weeds, um, they don't they don't get to reroute. They don't get to lay on the ground and start to reroute and come back. They actually get burned up with these lasers. Um, so those are some of the key aspects. So if you want to go organic, um, using our system will take care of the weed component. It will remove the, the need for herbicides. And then if you have an organic pesticide or some other pest control solution, then you can go completely organic with our solution. Mm. So kind of what I'm getting to though, is that even if you aren't, completely organic because you still need some sort of pesticide solution. Um, you can go completely regenerative with a solution like ours because of the no tillage and because of the no soil disturbance. I was going to say, you're not disturbing the land, right? It's just, yeah. it's zapping. Well, we're going to hear a little bit more about that process and the weeding process as how that machine works. First, we're going to take a quick break, hear from some of our partners here at the podcast, and then get right back to talking about carbon robotics. Welcome to Terra Exports, a fast-paced, entrepreneurial, and innovative, multinational fresh produce company with eight divisions worldwide that handle fruits and vegetables across 65 countries. Did you know that Terra Exports was featured three times in Inc. 5000's fastest-growing companies? Terra Exports starts at the ground, literally, with the growth of the product at the farm all the way through distribution channels up into the end user. They take pride in their products, arriving fresh and damage-free, and they're there every step of the way, working alongside suppliers and customers who share in their common goal. Visit Terra Exports at www.terraexports.com, as well as following them on social media on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. If you get on their website, you can also check their availability calendars and all of the produce that they have in store. When you join Terra Exports, you become a member of their global team of thinkers, innovators, dreamers, and doers who are bringing a fresh approach to the produce and supply chain industry. So reach out to Terra Exports today at terraexports.com. Are you ready to enhance your skills? Every day we are tasked to make fast, effective decisions to keep up with the fast-paced produce industry. At AgTools, we take the pressure off of gathering data to help make your day easier and more enjoyable. Connecting the supply chain with AgTools is unique, practical, and easy. Ag tools can be used from multiple angles of the produce industry from farmers all the way to logistics companies. 
We call that 360 degree decision making day after day. Visit www.ag.tools.com to gain more reliable and relevant data to see more, achieve more. And now, back to our show. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. It's always great to hear from some of those sponsors, partners. Let's get back to talking with Paul and Shay at Carbon Robotics, learning about how to fight the war on weeds, everybody. So, Shay, Paul, welcome back. Thanks. Thanks so much, back. All right, guys, it's the war on weeds. You guys got me my head spinning. You know, uh, during the break, I was thinking about, I was looking out my window and looking at how much weeds are out there and how many times I spray throughout the year and they grow back at that exact same spot. Heck, there's some that grow out the sides of the cement in the same spot. Even if I have like douse it with, with, uh, uh, with weed killer, they still somehow, some way come back. Right. And, you know, I've been in a lot of citrus groves. I've been in grape vineyards. And trust me, I've seen an organic, you know, citrus grove with weeds, you know, three feet or uh, taller. Right. You know, guys. Um, So this uh, the new carbon robotics machine has got my wheels turning. You know, I know when uh, Shay and I were were with each other uh, back in Vegas, I even asked him, I was like, could this work for a citrus farm? Um, Could this work here? And and he was like, man, this this could work all throughout the produce industry. And that's what I think is so cool about this. But I want to talk about the process though, gents. I want to talk about what are we doing? How does this machine go out? I mean, how do we even figure out if there is weeds, right? I mean, knowing there, you could see them, but you know, uh, Paul, talk about the process, man. How, how does the machine work through identifying, destroying, you know, this, uh, this war really? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We have this uh, patrol identify, destroy. We talk about that on our website a little bit. That's kind of how we think about it. So the robot drives up and down the furrows. We've been in a lot of row crops and uh, uses its vision system. Um, Similar technology that we use to identify weeds. We identify the furrows and it drives up and down and looks for weeds with these cameras poking out the bottom of the machine. So the really cool thing about our process is we can see weeds well before a, a human could see them. And so what that means is we can get in there and shoot them and kill them with these lasers um, before they start to really get going when they first just pop up. And so that's the, you know, the, the identify phase is through the, the computer vision and the AI figuring out what's a weed and what's the crop and destroy part is turn on the lasers and kill them. So the machine just goes up and down the, all the furrows of the field and finds all these things and, and, and kills them. We have a little UI. You can see where it is in the field and stuff like that. Um, so what we're really trying to do is, you know, getting in there, killing these weeds before they're big enough that you would really even be able to seed them as a person. Um, and so that kills them early, prevents them from seeding, saves you a ton of money on your hand weeding bills. Um, it's a lot more accurate and it doesn't, it has, it, it stresses your crops a lot less because we're able to knock out these weeds before they've been able to interact with the roots of your, of your crops and been able to steal nutrients or water away from what you're trying to grow. So if you look at the machines, um, how they run, I'm getting, cause I, I've seen the pictures of them. I've seen the videos. Are these like a diesel based machine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. It's a 70, 72 horsepower Cummins engine diesel. Um, and then the way that it drives is through hydraulics. So there's a hydraulic okay. system that turns the drive motors and does the steering. And then there's a generator and that's plugged into the engine. And that's how we produce our electrical power for the computers and the vision system and all the lasers. 
how many cameras are on the bottom of the machine? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's eight lasers in the machine. So it's eight lasers across and every one of those lasers has its own camera associated with it. And then there's another four cameras, which is our forward prediction camera. Okay, so there's a total of 12 cameras on the machine, one for each laser and then an additional four, which is looking ahead. I like it. So it's like, because I'm trying to visualize this. It's like, how can we, and I know you guys have probably thought about it. It's like, what mm -hmm. car does it actually like resemble, right? It is like the, yeah. the Hummer and Tesla put together. It's got all the Maybe. cameras on it, right? It's yeah. like a diesel engine. So it's like a, it's a Hummer Tesla mix as I'm going for, because you got to have the diesel. But I know yeah. that the, uh, I would say the cameras on the Teslas are, are like, fantastic now all the 12 different cameras that they have so i'm trying to relate sure. it to a, a vehicle out on the road to give our you know to give our listeners a little bit of what they're looking at uh, everybody this is not a pinto of machinery yeah. here okay this is like like i said the hummer tesla hybrid mix of, of robotics uh and and weed killers so um no i think that's really cool and when i think about these cameras because i have a lot of cameras right i've got you know vlogging cameras and cool cannons i mean these cameras have to be able to see into the soil right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Able to penetrate the soil. How far down can that happen? Is there a, like a light or a code? Cause that's in my head. I'm thinking like you're scanning something through airport security, right? So they're going to see like red, green, yellow, orange, like you're going to see something there. Is that kind of how these cameras work and operate uh, in the field? They're really, they're really tuned to see things as soon as they emerge from the soil. So as soon as any kind of like a flag leaf or any type of weed pops out, that's where we'll kill this thing. Really? And the, the, one of the really key aspects was the lighting system. So if you've seen the videos of the robots or pictures or things like that, there's a, there's a flashing light that's showing up underneath and that's synchronized with the cameras. And so it's really, really bright. Like those lights are able to outpower the sun, but they only run one millisecond out of every 10 milliseconds. So it's very, very quick pulses of light. We synchronize our cameras to that. What that allows us to do is only keep those camera shutters open for a very small period of time, which gives us a great field of view. It lets it be less sensitive to focal distance, and it allows us to get the images through the computer vision system really fast. And so the lighting system was a core aspect to making this whole thing work. Um, and that flashing that you see in the videos, if you're standing there in the field, it just looks like it's bright. The flashing you see in our videos is because of the the video you're taking, uh, the camera you're taking the video with rather has its own shutter speed and that's out of sync with the lights. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Makes sense. So Shay, quick question. So as the farmer, as the co-founder of this, do you use this product? Cause again, I mean, it's gotta be the proofs in the pudding. Do you use this product on your row crops and on your crops that you have um, for Owyhee? We'll have this in organic production starting uh, in the near future. We had a, the test, the beta model um, in the field last year. Um, running when, uh, you know, we were still figuring out everything from the very beginning. So it's been really incredible to watch uh, the, the, the incredible rate of, of progress that Paul and his team has made in, in developing something from what was, you know, the size, I don't know, I mean, it was a Pinto maybe last year as far as like how small it was and, and <laughs> what it was doing to what it is today as, a, you know, a, a Hummer-Tesla hybrid, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, the really cool thing as a farmer to watch is actually some of the unexpected synergies, you know, like Paul, Paul alluded to it for a second. Like he was talking about um, the, the herbicide and what every time we, we, excuse me, every time we apply an herbicide, it, it, you're, you're in onions, you're applying that herbicide to everything. 
right? It's getting it sprayed onto the onion and onto the weed. It doesn't kill the onion, but it does kill a weed. Um, but it still slows down the, uh, physiologically slows down that onion. And, and so that's just one of the synergies. And that's been the cool thing, like just things that when we first started talking about this as a tool, things that weren't even part of the, the thought process. You know, Paul also talked about like the, the tilling. I mean, it's really cool to see, you know, when you maintain the soil in contact, what that does. And there's just a whole nother plethora of information and tools that we'll have available. And I don't even think we know what all of those are yet. So that's kind of been the, the, the really exciting thing to watch is, I mean, you start with the, the idea and, and then that evolves into something more and more capable, but then you also see the other like aspects of, um, you know, benefit and advantage that you didn't even plan on. Yeah, very true. I mean, what starts out can be completely different, right? In another year from now. So I, I agree with you. I mean, trying it on your own crops and that's hard to do too. It's like, you're sitting here going, what if it doesn't work? Right. I mean, right. Shay, you're sitting there going, you know, if this doesn't work, you know, did we create a product that we still want to move forward with? Or you're like, Oh wait, now we got to tweak this. So um, no, I, I mean, I like that. I think that that's one thing about our industry too, is there's a lot of things that are created and we don't always, use them. Right. I mean, we've seen it, we've seen it all the time. So, um, I think that's very beneficial. So gentlemen, as we wrap up, I mean, obviously we're going to talk a little bit more about where to find you guys at. And before we do that though, I mean, what I look and see from this, this benefits, right. And, and please jump in at any point and tell me if I'm wrong. Um, where we talked about, it increases the crop yield and quality, uh, reduction of overall costs. Um, able, the water is able to get to the right plants, the right property to grow. And it's really uh, adoption in regenerative farming practices, right? So there's a couple cool things that carbon robotics is doing for the industry. It's helping the industry. It's helping the grower. I mean, all around, it looks like this is healthier crops and, you know, with laser weeding, that's what it looks like to me, everyone. And I think it's fantastic to see it. I think we're going to win the war on weeds with this, everyone. I think that's a great tagline. We are going to win the war on weeds, everyone. So um, Paul, Shay, I appreciate both of you coming on the show today. Paul, I'll start with you. If anybody wants to get a hold of yourself, or the organization, how can they go about doing that? You can find us on the web at www.carbonrobotics.com. Uh, we have some videos up there. We have a YouTube channel, et cetera. And um, you can email us at info at carbonrobotics.com. And that's kind of where we do all of our sales activity or requests for more information through that. Um, if you do email us, please send your phone number along and we'll just, we'll give you a call back. And Shay, what about you? How can people get a hold of yourself? Even though... I'm pretty sure if you needed to find Shay Myers, you can find him. Paul and his team are the, the very best way to do that. I, I just like to be involved in, in, and I've been, you know, really um, appreciative of being able to see this process. So, uh, you know, jump over there. If you want to learn more about what we're doing on our farm and operation. Yeah. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok. Look for me there. If you, if you want, well, there, in fact, there's some videos with the, the machine in action and there should be more and more all the time. So you can see a little bit of the behind the scenes as time goes on both, you know, the, uh, the headaches and the rewards and everything that goes along with that. I love it. Listen, that's part of the produce and supply chain industry. Heck, it seems like that's what it is in a lot of different industries, especially with technology too, right? Headaches, all the above consistency. Hey, everyone, this has been a great episode today. We learned about carbon robotics. We learned about AI. We learned about laser technology. Okay. So as I say, we'll see you in the fields or on the horizon. 
You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.